Good morning, everybody. You're tuning to the news and morning mixtape. It is Tuesday, April 25th, and I'm your host, Mariana Schwitzen, reporting for CJRU, 1280 AM in Toronto, and here are our top stories from today. Amid warfare in Sudan, Canada manages to evacuate staff from the country, though many Canadians are still stranded. Federal workers' strikers are closer to resolutions regarding wage and remote work in Canada. Canadian air passenger rights are changing and burden will fall harder on airlines, not travelers. And then we'll hear from Samina with a book recommendation for Earth Day. So let's get to the news. Canada has temporarily suspended diplomatic operations in Sudan amid rising tensions in the African nation that has forced countries to evacuate their citizens and diplomats. Global Affairs Canada said in a statement on Sunday that the Canadian embassy in Khartoum, the country's capital, was physically closed and will re only resume operations once it's safe to do so. In the meantime, Canadian diplomats will temporarily work from a safe location outside of the country. According to the Globe and Mail, Canadian embassy staff have been evacuated from the city in a dramatic airlift of international diplomats by helicopter, airplane, and ship. However, more than 15,000 Canadians remain trapped in Sudan as heavy fighting persists in the capital. Six Canadian diplomats were among a group evacuated from Khartoum by U.S. Special Forces on Sunday morning, according to a New York Times report. A television channel from the nearby country, Djibouti, reported that a Canadian military plane landed at the country's main airport. They also reported that the tarmac was crowded with aircraft from nearly a dozen countries as part of the logistics for the airlift of foreign embassy staff. According to the Globe and Mail, the Canadian federal government also sent what it called a, quote, standing rapid deployment team, end quote, of Global Affairs Canada officials to assist with the evacuation. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said Canadian military officers are planning for various contingencies with partners, but gave no further details. On Sunday, the Prime Minister tweeted, Our diplomats are safe, they have been extracted and are working from outside the country, and we are looking at every possible option to support our locally engaged staff. He also commented, We are also looking at every possible option to support Canadians in Sudan. We are extremely concerned by the dangerous and rapidly evolving situation on the ground, and our officials are staying in contact with Canadians affected. The Federal Department, in a separate statement, continued to urge Canadians in Sudan to shelter in a safe place and keep their doors and windows locked. Still according to the Global Mail, Khartoum's international airport has been at the epicenter of fighting since the outbreak of battles on April 15, between the Sudanese Army and the paramilitary Rapid Support Forces, which have killed hundreds of people and injured thousands. The airport is badly damaged and its tarmac is littered with destroyed airplanes. In response, several Western governments sent their evacuation planes to a military airfield about 30 kilometers from Khartoum to collect diplomats who had been transported by road from the capital. A number of foreigners were also evacuated by ship from Port Sudan on the Red Sea. The BBC reported that some Canadians were among the 150 people, mostly from Middle Eastern countries, who were evacuated by sea to the Saudi Arabian port of Jeddah. Back in Canada, the federal government workers' strike is closer to a resolution. Since last week, about 150,000 workers have been striking in favor of a rise in their wages and other issues. According to Routers, the union said on Sunday that they are making progress on remote work and wage increases for Treasury Board employees. A wide range of public services, from tax returns to passport renewals, 
have been hit since last Wednesday, when 120,000 Treasury Board workers and 35,000 revenue agency staff represented by the Public Service Alliance of Canada went on strike. Queen's Elliard, National President of the Public Service Alliance of Canada, or PSAC, said that they have made some headway at Treasury Board on issues regarding remote work and wage increases. However, he added that the talks with the government about wage increases for revenue agency workers who oversee tax returns have not made progress. For now, PSAC said in a statement they will continue striking. The union has also said it will escalate its actions and move picket lines to cause further disruptions. According to CBC News, both sides of the dispute agree that there was still distance between them on the three main concerns that have animated the negotiations thus far. Wages, remote work, and the issue of seniority during layoffs. About the issue, PSAC's president, Eliard, said, We want to get back to work and we want to end the strike as soon as possible. But it's up to the government. The government has to come to the table. They've got to discuss these three issues seriously and in a meaningful way. Still according to the CBC, PSAC members are receiving $75 a day in strike pay and Eliard has been firm that the union has the money to continue the strike for as long as necessary. Now in traveling news, the Canadian government is rewriting the rules around air passengers' rights with the aim of putting more of the onus on the airlines when flights are delayed or cancelled. According to City News, Transport Minister Omar Al-Gabra says some of the big changes to air passenger rights include making most disruptions and automatic compensations for passengers, with some narrow exceptions. Al-Gabra explained that currently compensation for delays and cancellation is only required for disruptions caused by the airline. With the new changes, they would be combining the three current categories into one. The categories right now are disruption within the airline's control, within the airline's control but necessary for safety, and outside the airline control. This way, everyone would be entitled to compensation except for a clear list of exceptions. He noted that a list of exceptions will be established by the Canadian Transportation Agency after both stakeholders and Canadians are consulted. However, Algabra said the bad weather will still not lead to added compensation since those factors are outside of an airline's control. Some of the other changes also include implementing standards of treatment like paying for a passenger's food if their flight is cancelled or delayed due, for example, to a snowstorm, and new requirements for airlines to establish internal processes to deal with their air travel claims within 30 days. Well, that was it for me today, and now I'll leave it with Samina with her segment, Turn the Page. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Turn the Page. My name is Samina. Each week, I'm going to make a book recommendation, and I hope it gets you turning the pages. It started in 1970. Over 190 countries are engaged. More than 1 million individuals are mobilized for action. Any guesses? No, it's not war. Although action is needed to be taken more seriously. I'll give you a hint. Look at your calendar. April 22nd is Earth Day. This year it will be the 53rd anniversary. The purpose is to increase the public awareness regarding environmental concerns and increasing environmental consciousness. And while many countries have targets to meet, none of the goals have been met. We are behind and falling short. The title of the book is 101 Ways to Go Zero Waste. The author is Katherine Kellogg. Catherine is the founder of Going Zero Waste, a blog where she teaches people how to minimize trash and use more natural products. This is her first book. 
For anyone who wants quick solutions, this is the book for you. No, it's not filled with beautiful photos, memorable captions, but actual solutions anyone can utilize. This book is divided into the following categories. Kitchen, bathroom, cleaning, conscious, consumerism, work and school, travel, and special events. One of the questions Catherine poses is this. While making a purchase, ask yourself, who made this? Do I support that? Where did this come from? Can I repair this? What's going to happen to this after I'm through with it? One of the things I enjoy about this book is that it includes simple things like not using plastic straws, using reusable bags, monitoring what you're throwing out. It's not meant to be preachy, just little actions to take that can make a difference. It's a great place to start learning more about taking care of the planet. For more tips, you can follow Catherine on Instagram at goingzerowaste. If you find there's a book you want to read immediately, check with your local library and don't forget to check Overdrive for a digital copy. You can also check your local independent bookstore. If you enjoyed this book and want to share your thoughts, please find us on Instagram at CGRU News. Thank you for listening. Happy reading. With this, let's wrap up our news for this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next week with some more news and morning mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow for more. It's CJRU 1280M in Toronto. I'm Mariana Schwitzit. Thanks for listening.